Welcome to the Fit Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kirkman, and sitting alongside me is Tony Wonke, the founder of Fit Affiliate and all-round CrossFit OG. The mission of Fit Affiliate is very simple, to protect the affiliate model. Our sole purpose is to help affiliate owners and coaches attain freedom. We aren't here to tell you what to do, but to instead build your ability to believe in yourselves. Enjoy the show. And welcome back to our brand new season, season three of the Fit Affiliate Podcast. And they oh, said yeah, we'd never make right. it. Here one. we are. And it's the, well, I keep the count going. So we're about like 108. But I know, but I mean, of the year. Yeah, episode one of the year. All shiny new year. Let's not break it first time out. Which, mm-hmm. apart from being joined by my ever entertaining co host, Tony Ronke, we are joined today by. The one and only Gordon Lake, owner of CrossFit Simpsonville and affiliate rep for Southeast Region to kick off our 2023 season. So welcome. You know, the fact that uh, people have wanted to listen to Tony for three years now is pretty incredible. I don't know <laughs> the, why they keep tuning into this. Yeah, well, I think it, it might be it might be more. Yeah, this episode's going to go. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year to me. I, I, like I feel it. like I've got I even put pants on for this episode and now I'm pissed that I did that. <laughs> I feel like I've got back up today. It's a good thing. And yeah, I was I just going to say, I'm excited we got you on here, Gordon. We started the year out with the most handsome rep of all the reps that exist out there. And, you know, and you come, you just come out the door swinging. But you're right. I actually don't know why anybody listens to me for the last three years, if we're being honest. So thanks for putting you that know, one out it's, there. It's, it's funny. This morning I was telling my wife, I was like, hey, I got to be on a, a podcast today. She's like, make sure you dress not like a homeless person. Okay, and I was like, okay, let me like have an iron shirt and like yeah. look. The, I shaved my face. Let me look the part here. Yeah, nice. You look great. You look fantastic. Well, I thanks, I dressed up with a black shirt on, so I would look like a floating head on this episode. <laughs> and Lisa decided to go with a black background today too. Yeah. I see. So I'm literally just a floating head today. It's working. Well I know. I saw that. <laughs> but that's All good. Right. Back yeah, on track. Let's, I suppose. let's roll. We are recording, right, Lisa? I'm yeah, yeah, kidding. we are. We're with the, I yeah, can, I did. I'm just kidding. I can see the light. No, I'm actually very excited about this this episode. I mean, I'm I think I'm always excited about a lot of the episodes. But um, Gordon and I had a chance to, to meet and then talk about some things before this, and then I was like, dude, it'll be such a great episode to bring you on the podcast. Um, naturally, I, I do want to jump into a little bit of the conversation about what it's been like for you um, to to step into the, the the field leader role that you've been in because I. I'm very always, I'm super interested in that role with all of you guys. I think it's such a, it's a very valuable position inside the the affiliate landscape and the ecosystem that I'm very pumped does exist. Like if, if nothing else ever got rolled out from HQ, like the, the assemblance of, of you guys as a team, I think is probably one of the bigger wins in the last, you know, let's call it history. Truly. I think, you know, that I think that there was loose attempts at putting them together before, but the, you know, having spent time now talking to most of you guys, what's cool about it is that you all bring a little bit of your own um, flavor to the position, oh, yeah. which I think oh, is yeah. super cool. Um, and, and what's very cool about it too is that it's it's very regionally dependent too. Like Charlesworth's another funny one is like, you know, he's the perfect huckleberry for that region. Yes. And, you know, no offense to using that word. I'm not saying you guys are simple in the middle and in, in the fly in the middle of the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it, but it's it's those those regions and those markets and those territories are incredibly different right like the the constraints that are facing people in the midwest just like the people in the southeast are very different than people who are on the west coast or in the northeast and 
it's always been very cool to have those conversations. And so I do want to jump into a little bit of that with you today. But the main reason I really want you on here is that um, I know we share a lot of beliefs about um, basically behavior and and, yeah. and 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 basically personal and self-development. So I want to jump into a lot of that too. I think I'm more excited about that than anything else because I think that more than talking about the, yeah. the problems that exist in the affiliate landscape – will be yeah. much like the conversation happened before this was recording will be more valuable to people. So I'm pumped that you're on here because you're handsome. So you'll drive our ratings way up. I will swear. So I'll drive the ratings way down. And then Lisa <laughs> will spend the next few days trying to blur out everything else that I said. So that's just kind of how this works. Sounds like a win-win for all of us. Yeah. Happy living the dream. Same as last year. <laughs> yeah. No, so kind of like you said too. So going into, and we won't touch too much on the CrossFit landscape, right? But like going into to this role, um, as the regional rep, you know, I knew the regional rep before Jen Green, and that is a very, very strong leader. Um, yeah. And I would I would joke with Jen because we knew each other because um, just from like being in the affiliate space, I'm in South Carolina, she's in South Carolina. And I would joke with her like, one day you're going to get promoted, I'm going to take your job. And she's like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. Um, but I tell stories to people about how I started my affiliate in 2018. And for several years, I heard nothing from anybody. And I, I vividly remember when there was some times of going through, you know, we all know the cancel culture that was happening and things that were said. And I literally remember like looking at my wife being like, is someone going to reach out to us and tell us how to handle this? You know, I've got people messaging my affiliate that I had no idea who they were bashing us because we we're CrossFit and for what was said. Um, and so then like 2021, 20, 2022 hit. And this, you know, field rep at the time came open. And for the first time, you know, in my experience, I had someone to reach out to. And like, it was, it never had to be this great formal thing. I mean, I even remember it got to the point to where if my affiliate was going through a couple of months of hardship with like membership, like, man, we're dropping a lot of people. I would just literally pick up the phone and, and call Jen and say, hey, I just kind of need to talk this out. Like, am I doing something wrong? And like, yeah. that has been just so different. And I think as affiliate owners, we have a propensity to think that like we can only reach out when we need something or something's wrong rather than just reach out and connect. And so being in the Southeast, right, I'm trying to get through these 900 affiliate owners that like, hey, I'm your resource of support and service. And I, I use those words as much as I can because our affiliate owners are pouring out everything to their people. Hmm. I want to be able to help pour back into their cup. And like you said, Tony, like, man, you know, when people say, well, where's my money going? What's happening with my affiliate fees? I literally say, you're talking to me right now. And I am part of that service. And like to some, they may think that's great. And to some, well, I don't need you. And so it's it's always going to be like, well, hey, there's a service provided to help you along your path in any and every way. And that opportunity has just been a, it's been really cool. Plus the fact that I've been in the space for, oh my gosh, going on eight years now. Um, and this has been a, you know, this is what's on the top of my list. Like, hey, if I could work for CrossFit, I think that'd be a, a great opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Um, a couple of things there. One, do you pronounce it South Carolina? Is that how you pronounce it down there? Is it South so, Carolina? So, you know, I know man, you're I technically think, from the same town yeah. as me. So, so you so got down, the same yeah. So down here, it's South Carolina and you kind of yeah. like just roll with it. Um, do but you use mustard barbecue sauce? First off. Do I look like a man who eats barbecue sauce? Yes, no, do I look like I'm a man just... who eats anything outside of what I should be doing? Yes. I'm going to be honest. I know better. Um, 
mustard barbecue sauce i think it's great i'm just gonna go on the record saying it so people down here will call it a south khaki lackey so if you're from here it is south khaki lackey um and where i live in like greenville so like ville right greenville but if you're from here it's grumville like you just kind of like put it all together hodgepodge it's like like french put a sock in your mouth you can speak southern it's like there's molasses in your mouth and you're just trying to pronounce yeah yeah i'm greenville I'm Greenville. It's like yeah. people who say they're from from Baltimore. There's no T in his Baltimore. I'm like, yeah. How did, did that happen? Anyway, uh, enough on uh, dialect. I think one is cool thing about you is too is is applies to the role. Um, you're a little bit different than some of the other field leaders, and that like you don't have a huge uh, background pedigree. Like I know like some of your colleagues and peers, long decade seminar staff instructor, oh. which is great too. Yeah. Um, I think you bring a, a different level of flavor to it that. I truly, I think is refreshing. I mean, in a lot of ways, like uh, Charlesworth and I have talked about this quite a bit in that, you know, the absence of dogma allows us to really kind of look at things as to what we want them to be, as opposed to like just what they've always been. And like one of the big issues that is, is present in much of, of the ecosystem is, you know, this, this intention to preserve the way things have been as opposed yeah. to the way things could be and, and vice yep. versa. And I think it's cool to know that there, you know, there is, there is success from a field leader like yourself who doesn't, you know, have decades drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak. Um, yep. Not to say that you haven't, but the, the point I guess I'm making is that I think that part is cool because like, you do bring a different perspective to the conversation as a relatively new affiliate owner, but also as like, you know, kind of a, uh, uh, I guess your own independent bias as opposed to like, we wore a red shirt forever. Like, yeah. can I really trust you? You're just going to show up and tell me, what to how to take my medicine and i don't want to take my medicine right and i think that that's i think that's cool for you especially in your region and what a great convo we can lead into like but you if you if we're going to be transparent let's talk about imposter syndrome right so i go to the crossfit games this year and i get an opportunity i'm not hired yet and i get an opportunity to meet the team and so i sit with chase ingram and all i know about chase ingram is like holy shit this dude with captain america Dude, this is the dude. Like, I remember going to my wife being like, oh, my God, I just talked to Chase Ingram. And, you know, Chase and Chase and I are boys now. But, like, you know, Chase's resume of what he's done in the space. And then you look at Katie Hogan and how long she's been on staff and what Katie's done. And I actually know Katie's husband and how amazing Jesse is and what he's done in the powerlifting world. And then I went to college with Kevin Ogre. And I've seen Kevin and how much he's grown in this space and everything he's doing. And then you talk to Charlesworth and, oh, he went to regionals. He's on seminar staff. And then Daniel, oh, she went to regional. So here I am, major imposter syndrome, being like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do any of this. Do I even fit on this team? And you know, yeah. my wife, my wife like hyped me up, like, no, baby, like you belong on that team. You know, we built this very successful business. You know what you're doing. Um, but like the cool thing about that team, and I'll brag on them, like I literally remember leaving the games and just after meeting them, and they were all like, Hey, if we're gonna do this thing, we're gonna do this thing to the best of our ability and serve our community. And there was never a doubt of like, these people are passionate. I mean, holy crap. Like I I told my wife probably for like the first time in my life, I was at a place where I could hundred percent be myself and not feel ashamed to be as passionate Mm -hmm. as I could be about bringing people potential and fitness. Um, And so I love that you said that, right? Because I think there can be a stigma of like, oh, he didn't wear a red shirt. He didn't go to regionals. Can he do this? Um, and so yeah. I love coming in with that because the, you know, I told Austin Maliello this, I was like, Hey, if I, if I'm going to get this role, I want to be able to like do it the way I want to. Like, I'm not going to read off a script. I'm not going to like, 
oh, say this. Yeah. No, like I'm going to be 100% with these affiliate owners because at the core of myself, I'm an affiliate owner. Before I ever worked for CrossFit, I owned an affiliate. And to the day that I die, that that is going to be the passion like pumping in my heart. And so mm -hmm. like that is what I want to drive with. And I think people can see that. And they also can see when you're blowing smoke. Yeah, for sure. I think for that reason, you, you are you are very comforting coming into that position because I, you know, I have to say that. Yeah, I mean, listen, the affiliates are skeptical, right? Uh, yeah. I think rightfully so. You can't you can't have spent you know a decade running this thing the way that it's been run, and then all of a sudden pop and be like, hey, "I'm here to help." They're like, "Hi, let me help you." Exactly. Yeah, right? like, you know, and for everybody who's not watching, this, I just flipped them off. So just <laughs> speaking my language here, but you know, I think there's there's a lot of things to it. Like one. Affiliate is was founded on one core principle, and that was to protect the affiliate model. That mm. was its only objective from the very beginning, and um, and there were some reasons for that, but none of that was like that was pre um, sort of cancel culture. It was its whole agenda in the beginning was to protect it from the gurus because we felt like they were the biggest threat coming into this thing because like they were all trying to. We believe that the biggest problems facing the affiliate model today still are standardization and doubt. Yeah. And we we believe that the guru were the uh, the purveyors of this this nuisance. And then when we first started, um, things got a little crazy. We started in 2019, tail in 2019, so it was a good year for helping businesses with the pandemic. And then you know, yeah. cancel culture was what it was. And so it was like, hey, and I think I told you this. I was like, maybe we need to protect the affiliates from HQ, right? Like that yeah. was our true first agenda, uh, you know, or second agenda, I should say. And like, not that we had anything against like. You know, Nicole's like one of my great friends and like yeah. I love Dave too. And like, but at the at the time we're like, who are these outsiders coming in thinking they're going to buy this thing? Right. And like, yep. what is the big plan here? And so fast forward once, you know, the, the, the all of you guys worldwide, I think all of you guys are fantastic, but I was skeptical as hell of all yep. of you. I was like, oh gosh, here we go. Like you guys are going to become the henchmen. <laughs> You know, like I've been around long enough in CrossFit for well over 15 years to see the iterations of, of henchmen and, and assassinations yeah. and things of that nature. And I was like, here we go, the next iteration of henchmen. And then I started talking more so the international ones. And I was like, they get it. The, the, yeah. the domestic ones, it was funny because you guys were way more like walled off. Like Austin and I were we were talking a lot, but like I never had really access to you guys until finally I kicked the door. And I was like, Austin, let me in. And he was like, <laughs> OK. Um, and then but I, I, I admittedly, I think I said this to you, too. Like I got pulled into that conversation, um, you know, with all of you guys as a part of the APN thinking that like I was going to come meet you guys. And then I got <laughs> and we're like, what's going on here? <laughs> and I, I had to <laughs> you guys, tell everybody who I was. And I was like. Listen, first of all, Wait I've been around longer than all of you guys. You tell me who yeah. you are. But <laughs> what do you do like, for me? Yeah. But the thing that came out of that truly is I was like, yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys get it. And so for us, like, you know, aside from protecting the affiliate model, what we really only ever aimed to do was be the thing that, you know, I needed when that thing didn't exist, which was somebody to be yeah. there for me no matter what. Yes. And what I'm very happy about is that all of you guys worldwide all of all the field leaders all are there as a support mechanism whether you and you know what's great about support it's just like that good friend You're like i don't yep. always need you gordon but like i know i'm gonna send you a message you'll be like all right let me grab on the next flight like and that's yep. really what support looks like and i think that you know regardless of how much or how little that you know you guys do get utilized it as a as a company who is designed to protect the affiliate model, is intended is intentions is to protect the affiliate model. Yeah, let's let's feel a little bit better being like, 
there's an entire team of people who are perfectly positioned and chosen to help the affiliate model alongside us. So like that part's cool. And, and what I think is also cool is that you guys all, at least to my, to my knowledge, were kind of given the ability to, to do it your own way, which meant yeah. that nobody came in and was like, here's how to fix their affiliates and do this thing. And so yeah. like that preserves the affiliate model. And like that part is very cool. Well, and, and so I love too is I love the fact that like all of us own an affiliate or have owned an affiliate. And so we have that knowledge that we bring. And like I tell people all the time, I'm like, hey, like I'll sit down and just talk business ideas with you and I'll talk marketing ideas with you. But like to your great point, it's like we're here to be utilized, whether you want that or not. And like I think in terms of like the more people I hate saying this, the more people give us a chance. But like at the end of the day, like if you trust HQ or not, and I hate saying the word HQ, but if you trust them or not, trust the fact that we are all affiliate owners. And so day in, day out, we go and serve our communities just the same way you do. So some of the exact same things you struggle with, we struggle with. And that's why we're in these roles, because we have been afforded the opportunity, trusted by other people who said, hey, they're going to own this. Like, so for me, like the whole Southeast, that's my, like, I take that to the core. That is my area. We're going to be the best Lisa's gonna have to bleep words out. We'll be the best damn affiliates in the southeast to where Nobody's we're gonna do- Yeah, we're damn we're dominating everything. Like I love Ali and Daniel and Ed and Ricardino internationally, but man, they don't stand a chance against my affiliates in the southeast because we're gonna raise the standard and be the absolute best. This is one of my favorite things about all of you guys is you're all so fucking competitive. And <laughs> we are, that one out. Like every time I talk to any of you guys, they're all yeah. like, nah, we're this region is is crushing everybody else. And I'm like, that's yeah. weird because every region I talk to is the fastest growing region in all of CrossFit, which <laughs> that in and of itself, I think is is super fun and super cool. But it's uh listen, they do got a good guy down there in Greenville. And so Greenville. You, you got you got that going for you. I, and I'm glad that you're there. The main reason I'm really glad you're there though is is really the, the perspective you bring this, which is what I want to talk about with you know, basically what brought you on here in the first place, which you know that the podcast that you put up, and those of you guys who don't follow Gordon, you should go follow him because he's incredibly handsome. So just go follow his his Instagram. Lisa will probably put it in the show notes wherever It'll she does her witchcraft. I don't, I don't know. Um, but um, you know, in that in that episode that I'm referring to, you you started talking about essentially, um, well, I refer to it as the distractions that men face, and um, but really what you what you aim to, and one of the more powerful things you said in that in that episode was, uh, you know men when they're healthy you know can do any variation of great things build businesses build families etc but when they're not healthy they can absolutely ruin everything they touch and and that obviously applies to every member of society um you know men women female whatever it is that you so choose like and, and i think there's a powerful part of that conversation that, that i was like wow gordon is really good for this position because that in and of itself is the big issue that's facing the affiliate model today is that they're infinitely distracted with so yeah. many things, so many things to do, so many things to download, watch portals, modules, gurus, this, that. Like, and the question is, why are you doing any of those things, right? Like, yeah. and you know, to the point of the conversation we had before this, and I think I want to jump into that conversation because I think it's so valuable that if we can get some more light on that conversation, you know, not just to build better men but build better people because that's really the objective of the company right like and i think that part was cool and so like uh you know if anyone has known me and tony you and i've known each other not too long but like if anyone has known me they've known that like they've known that um i've been on a soapbox per se for years years 
you know, and I say men and I get some heat because if you just refer to men, I refer to men because that is that is the the burden that I've that I've been dealt that I feel for. And so for years I have been, you know, speaking very openly about like the fact that men need to do more. Men need to step up and take ownership and men need to look at themselves introspectively. And like, that's the key word, right? Introspectively, like taking the time to understand that, like, who are you? What are you doing and why are you doing it? And it's like, kind of like you talk about the podcast, like we've gotten into this rhythm of being so distracted that even sitting with ourselves away from this thing will drive us crazy. And the fact that we are now using our phones to distract us from processing or dealing with emotions. And you, know, and you touch on that with like affiliate owners, man. And I see it all the time, not only in my own life, but my working with affiliate owners that we think we have to keep doing, doing, doing and adding, adding, adding. And like, I use the same, I see the same premise. I'm like, okay, so if I want to be a better CrossFitter, let me just do more CrossFit. Let me lift more. Mm-hmm. Let me do this rather than, hey, let me take a step back and look at a couple of things. Is my sleep in line? Is my nutrition in line? How's my stress management? And so trying to get affiliate owners to understand like your mentality of doing more is crushing your business because when you start to do more, you're not producing quality. And so at our gym at CrossFit Simpsonville, like every year we set two wags, wildly audacious goals, just two and only two. And we do those to the best of our fucking ability because Mm -hmm. we know from that quality will be produced. And when quality is produced for our community, they get the benefit and they thrive. What's yeah. happening with affiliate owners, they're trying to add and add and add and add. And they wonder why they're burning out. And if we're real honest here, we know that the span of a life for an affiliate owner, like you're getting that seven, eight year mark, buddy, you're, you're burning. And, and so, I think like, a ahead, lot of it is what they're, what they're sold by the, you know, Tony touched on it before, like the, the gurus and the, you know, everyone flooding their inbox and what they're watching on socials is you've got to earn it. You've got to work harder. Like you've got to be the hardest worker in the room. Like, and there's a difference between, you know, working hard and working smart, but also understanding that um, it's okay to also not have to be on an Island that you can ask for help, that you can collaborate and that you don't have to like, I, I mean, I did it. I wore it as a, and Tony will probably say it as well. Like I wore it as a badge of honor for many years about, I work 80 hours weeks and I'm so busy and I'm so da 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 da. And it's like, got fuck all done because I was just running around doing all the things that I thought that you had to do because that's what the gurus were telling me in my inbox and the social media and that hustle and grind when really it's about stopping and taking a breath and having, you know, more meaningful interactions and more thoughtful processes. And like we touched on before we started recording, you, you know, people can have an affiliate of 200 and go, yeah, I'm crushing it. And someone could have an affiliate of 150 and they might feel like they're not crushing it if we talk about just that metric. But what's the quality of what you're doing inside those walls and and what's the quality that you are um, giving back to yourself? And that's that's a different conversation. And that's what we're not talking about. And so even being in this position, right, I I can speak to um, an affiliate up in North Carolina who has 50 people and the affiliate owner is just like, yeah, well, I only have 50 people. And I immediately challenge him. I say, only who else in this world has the ability to impact 50 people every single day? Like, mm. like if we're thinking about it, that's crazy, right? Most of us in our in our work roles, if you're working for the man or if you're working nine to five, you're a worker be at a desk. And so mm-hmm. getting that mentality, but also too, Lisa, to your great point, what is not talked about is the fact that as affiliate owners, we will take on a ton, work 80 hours, our mental health starts to wean. 
right? Mm -hmm. And then you will start to recognize of like the culture of the affiliates and the community starts to suffer because of it. Because at the end of the day, like you're a leader in your community. And so my wife did this. So last um, December was very, very hard for us. So December 2022, we had a lot of staff who went on vacation. And then we had two of our like head staff who got sick. And so her and I ended up coaching all the classes in a two week span. And when when January came, we sat our staff down and we said, hey, if we're going to be around for another two to three years, something has to change or we're going to burn out and this place is going to close and 200 people are going to not have a home. And so in 2023, our exact words to our staff was we're taking control back over the gym. This here are policies and procedures of when you're going to ask off. Here's the standard of expectations. And like that has changed tremendously because now my wife and I have greater bandwidth. And so to your point, Lisa, I tell this to people, people are going to remember during your general warm up how you make them feel, how you ask about their kids, their home lives, the work lives. They are remembering that they're not remembering the five inchworms and the 50 you know, foot bear <laughs> call you're doing. But you can't do that to invest in them unless you have the mental bandwidth to fill their cup up. Yeah, I'm just happy you referenced bear crawls and inchworms because that my oh, whole God. life legacy is built on teaching the world those those movements. So, <laughs> any, um, any of my I'm, former members, my, my life's work intriguing. is complete in that one single soundbite. Lisa, you better take that one in the caption. There's a lot of places I want to take this conversation. I think um, there's a lot of places it could go. I suppose, like I, in the, how to do it, what it looks like, and whatnot. But I think. It's it's such a powerful conversation if we if we pull it back from the 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 mask. I should use the, the unmask analogy. Yeah, we pull yeah, back the mask of the affiliate, um, and we take that off the table because I think that that in a lot of ways allows us to even distract ourselves from what we're regularly talking about here, which is the person who has to show up at the affiliate to fix, run, develop, build, you name it, the affiliate is a person. It has to be a person. It has to be a functioning person. And there is no way around it that the healthier you are as a person, mm, the better that business will become. And I can say this as a person who was not healthy, who once ran one. And I can tell you all of the fallouts of all of those decisions that were made from a place that was not a position of you know, health abundance or, or otherwise. And, and I think that's important because it, this is not about affiliate owners, right? It's about people who who go to work at the same job for the last 20 years and are miserable. It's yep. about people who own other businesses. Cause I know I have the benefit of working with people in other fields too. And they're just as, they're just as distracted and ruined and broken and, 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 and charaded as, as an affiliate owner is it's that as a society, we, we all fall into this, like this big trap, this, this twin trap of distraction, which is you know, there's, there's an infinite number of things for us to hmm. falsely or, positively put our attention on but we don't necessarily have the tools at our disposal to know what is a good use of our time versus a bad use of our time and then there's the other side of it which is you know what are we trying to avoid right like it, mm-hmm. it, and there's no single person who's walking around outside today who's honestly not trying to to avoid something right like and that's probably the one conversation that they should be having and and i think you touched on it really elegantly in that podcast as well just as like you know, how quickly you could pick up the phone, the video game, the job, the work, the emails, like you name it, like you can delete, you could delete social media from your phone as somebody who's done that. Right. Like, and now I I try to scroll my email looking for stimulus, right? Like there is no shortage of things that we exist in. And and I think this is not a, this is not a man problem. It's not a woman problem. It's a society problem. Right. And I think, you know, I think, I think we're on the tail end of what I would consider to be the beginning of fixing it. Um, And what I think we have here is, is, we are 
we are ultimately in probably the most toxic generation, I think. Um, Amen. In a, yeah, I don't 100% agree. To, to say that like we're bad or broken, or there's anything wrong with us. It's just that, you know, we were, we were ultimately all raised by the most toxic generation in history. Honestly, yeah. truly. I mean, there's, there's probably some other people and that's going to get me flagged by the boomers out there, but like, it's not about X, Y, Z or boomers or otherwise. It's like, you know, our parents, anybody who's, you know, 40 years or, or younger, our parents were raised by a very different generation of yeah. their parents. Like, you know, Simon Sinek is the most popular for saying this, but like our grandparents, so to speak, they were from the we generation and then they gave birth to the 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 boomers so to speak yep. and they became the me generation and yep. all the policies all the institutions everything that we have now are built on these pillars of the opposite of what our grandparents were which they went to work for companies and teams and communities yeah. and world wars and and all yep. these 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 you know contributions and like listen Society was not greater back then. We know that. But the point is that like people as a society were ultimately rated much higher in fulfillment and, and, yeah. and whatnot. And then they we gave birth to the, the me generation. Those people are still in office. They're still holding, you know, they're still bosses. They're still people who are looking out for themselves. And we don't have to jump down that rabbit hole. But now we have this new generation, us and the ones that come after us, whatever that X, Y, Z, millennials, whatever you want to call them all. But like... We live in the information age, mm -hmm. and this is particularly problematic because I think if 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 the advent of technology didn't blow up like it did, I think that things would have probably progressed in a different fashion. But now we have access to so much information, we don't know what to do with it. But we're that that information brought with it awareness, and so we have a lot of people running around with this degree of awareness that like this doesn't feel right, right? Yeah. Like. Think, you know, there could be a different way. And I think that generations to come will move back to a we generation. I think that you're going to start to see this. Like right now we have this, this hyper isolation of, of remote workers and whatnot. But yeah. like even the kids that are coming after, they're like, I think I'd rather just work with my friends, do a thing. And so I think we're on the, on, on the plus side of that. But the, the generations aside, like in order for this thing to get better, whatever this thing is that you're working on, whether it be an affiliate or be a job or be a, being a husband or being a father, or being a mother, like it starts with that introspection, right? It starts with a question that you basically, or a, a, a thing that you kind of posed with what you do with them, which is the wags. Like, who do you want to become? What are you trying to get yes. to? And, and if somebody, if you can't do that, if you can't figure out what that is, because most of us are really bad at it, because when we ask them, what do you want, right? You typically will list all sorts of memetic things, right? the car, the house, the picket yeah. fence, the, you know, all things that were institutionally told that you are yes. a failure unless you buy or achieve, right? And so all those things, it's, you know, you go to a lot of other countries and you're like, who are you? They're not going to tell you what their job is, but Americans nope. will tell you what we do for work. And how yep. much we do and that's not to say it's america versus everybody else but the point is that you need to be a person and so like we say personally that like there's it's it's the structure of self and there's there's two sides of it there's the, there's this function of self and there's a structure of self and i think one of the big areas of value that coaches work on is that function of self not the like a therapist i think works on structure of self so we can save that for a different conversation but the big piece of that function of self is who do you want to be at mm. the core of this whole thing? And like, and if you can figure that part out, dude, there is nothing you won't touch that you do not blow the doors open on, right? Like that could be business. That could be a sport. That could be a family. That could be, you know, mowing your lawn. 
Like yeah. everything just gets better if you starts with who you want to be to begin with. Dude, I like man, you, you just like you you touched you touched the sensitive part of my heart in a non-sexual way. <laughs> but dude, what what you just said was like was perfect. I mean, dude, that just I'm resonating with you. And like when you said um societal structures, like this is one big challenge I have to my niece is 19. And I told my niece, I said, Hey, when I was grown up, it was you go to high school, you graduate, you go to college, you graduate. Then you find a woman, then you get married, then you get a job, you get a house, all these things, all these things. And I remember my old, yeah, exactly. I remember my old man looked at me and he goes, don't get married till you're 30. Find out who the hell you are. And I mm. took that to heart and I didn't get married till I was 30 and I don't have kids. And I waited to buy a house and I waited for all that shit. Cause to your great point, Tony, what men and people are not doing anymore. They're not asking themselves, who am I? What do I want to do with my life? They're falling into these societal structures of like, okay, well, I'm going to go to college. I'm like, tell me why. Well, because mm. I was told if I get a degree, I get a good job. My wife is, my wife literally laughs. My wife had, has a degree in Spanish. She wanted to be a medical interpreter. Mm. She learned after six months, I don't want to be a medical interpreter. And so like <laughs> she has a degree. I have a graduate degree. We're not using any of them. We run a highly successful business. But what we're not doing is we are not taking the time to ask ourselves, who the hell am I? Yeah. Who do I want to be? And then like take it a step further, right? I think especially for men, we get wrapped up in these um, characters we're playing. We play characters, right? <laughs> Where it's like, oh, I'm going to be the good husband today. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go home, get my kids, provide for them. And then I'm going to make dinner, do the laundry. Then I'm going to go to sleep. And nothing is wrong with that. But what we are creating is generations of people who are not truly living like they're called to live or living out their passions. And so then you yeah. get these men and you get these people who no longer know how to cope or even have conversations with one another. And so what we do is we go into these things and all of our emotions are dumped in there. And so no longer are you learning how to process or have communication. Or even if someone asks, like, I've got an 18 year old friend and I just said, Hey, you're 18. Who do you want to be? Hmm. Couldn't answer that question. I said, what brings you joy? Yeah. He couldn't answer that question. And I said, as a young man, these are the things you need to start looking at because no one is going to tell you to do that. People are going to say, go get married, get a job. That's what you do. And like it, it irritates me to my soul because my passion is the fact that I'm trying to get men to open up their eyes to be like, hey, you're just going through the motions. Like, take some time and look into this. Um, mm. And one thing you did say, Tony, that I want to recognize, man, thank you for saying that like, I'm not for affiliators, right? That, that we're people, man. Thank you for saying that. Cause oftentimes I think, I know me personally, like sometimes like people think people forget we're, we're people and we're humans mm -hmm. and we for have sure. emotions and like the holidays are a great example, like of, we stayed open a lot for the holidays to serve our people. And I remember one of my members like commented to me, she pulled me aside and was just like, thank you for taking time away from your family to serve us. And that borderline makes me emotional because it's like that simple recognition will push me to do so much for those people because in that moment she recognized, Hey, they're people and like, yeah. they're real people. And that is so lost. And yeah. you can get in the trap, like with your, your members and that's where people can, you can lead to being burnt out and jaded is like when you get in the whole thing of, well, why aren't you staying open? And, you know, yeah. I want to get my workout in on Thanksgiving. You should be open. You're here for me yep. rather than, hey, I recognize that you are taking away from this other important part of your life. Yep. And 
and you know that that matters to me and i see that and yeah. just to circle back to your point about you know being who you are that was the biggest thing i got out of my coaching relationship when i started with fit affiliate was for the first time in my life somebody asked me what do you want to mm. be and who are you and i had been through my life you know ticking the boxes well this is regardless of what I felt or what I thought, it's like, you need to do this, yep. you should do this, this is your path. And I remember when I went out and went, well, I'm just going to open this business. I know my mother was very like, well, why would you want to do that? And at different points of time when I was struggling, she was always, well, that's your choice. Like, mm. you, you could just get a job. That's your choice. You know, mm -hmm. you could just fit back in with the norm. And, and that's, you know, throughout that's it my, right there, fit back yeah, in. Yep. Fit back mm -hmm. in and be, you know, in your shell. And, you know, I did the things that were expected of me until someone mm. asked me, well, what do you want to be? And that's when I went, fuck, this is not who I am. This is not who I want to be. And you have those powerful conversations and even around like my identity and orientation and stuff like that is like, oh, shit. And that you can yeah. actually create whatever it is you want to do. But until someone has that conversation with you and just with no agenda or expectation except mm. that they want you to live your best life and to be like you said be well and be healthy enough so that you can give to others like tony saw very clearly from the other side of the screen exactly where i was and what was holding me back but he didn't push me to get to that point he waited for me to trip over my own truth through asking powerful questions and having yeah. you think on that and that's that doesn't happen enough in everyday life where someone will ask you a very thoughtful question actually just sit and hold space for the answer whether it's good bad or ugly and when you experience that that's a powerful shift for sure you have to, you have to recognize too though lisa that you allowed yourself to ask to answer a very vulnerable question because mm. i think a lot of us right we we will put up that facade and you said it great like oh no i checked all the boxes i did everything that made everyone else around me comfortable and happy and mm -hmm. like that is it right there i did everything else to make everyone around me happy because if they're happy then technically i should be happy and like yeah. you said no that's i wasn't not. happy that's not that's yeah. not me and so tony did a great thing because tony understands that through coaching i'm going to ask you really tough questions and i'm not going to tell you what you should do i'm going to give you space to find out who you are and like that's to me that's the greatest coaching and or mentoring to have but what mm -hmm. a great opportunity like when your mom was like oh you could just go fit in like that makes me cringe because I mm. think of my father who worked for 25 years um, as a blue collar worker where there's nothing wrong with that. But that man did not know who he was because every day he went, went to work for 12 hours, came home, went sleep repeated. He was doing what he thought he was supposed to do, not what he wanted to do because no yeah. one ever challenged him in his thinking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, we're all, that's what I, I guess we say raised by the toxic generation. It's right. It's just that, there's a, there's a lot to unpack in that that I don't think we obviously have time for on this episode, but you know that that's part of it, right? Which is that you know nobody was really given the space that like we yeah, have today yeah. to to explore safely, vulnerably, comfortably, you know who you want to be. Like you just, you know, if, if most likely if you're if you're, if your old man was a mailman, you was going to be a mailman, yeah, right? Like, yeah. and, like, yeah. and there's something wrong with you if you didn't choose that path, right? And and. You know, you kind of said it with with the character conversation. Mm -hmm. Like we do play characters, but that's not a that's not a knock against people because that is a part of what the psyche is, right? Like we we interact with the world as a character, and that character has a lot of different undertones. But like that goes into, you know, uh, 
Paul Conti is probably the most popular with, with separating this between function and structure of self. But that structure of self thing is that's, you know, I, the ideation of self, the ideation of character, the ideation of defense mechanisms and both conscious and subconscious thought processes. And like those are big, deep pillars that, you know, I think generations that came before us were told like you just are this way right like what yeah. you know is the way of knowing but our new generation is like hey listen i want to open those cupboards right like yeah. he calls them cupboards and i want to unpack what's in here and be like why is my character this way right because like you know the most masculine men that i know are not our miserable fathers and grandfathers right mm -hmm. they're the ones who they are you know they're people like you know i'll use tosh as a perfect example somebody who can quite literally topple governments but will also cry with you he will come yeah. find you he will help you but he'll believe in you and like there's a different version of masculinity i think that is starting to become more widely accepted. oh that's so good we need to be better people not just mm. older people because like that's never was the thing and like but on the other side of that which is the function part of it where that's where this this psyche comes to exist in the real world right and like this is where you know and i'm glad that you touch on it which is where coaching really comes into this conversation so strongly and it's it's pretty rare in our experience for people to get it because most people think that coaching is to to take someone on a journey it's they think that coaching is your job is to get somebody to a destination but coaching is is partnering with a journey you're going to tell me where you're mm. going Gordon, but like i'm going to be right yep. here <laughs> a lot of time you're going to be like uh, can you leave me alone please i'm like no pick it up like well you don't need to put yeah. that down pick it up. Mm. they're like I don't want to pick it up right now. Why? Why is this a struggle for you? Why is this hard for you right now? Right? And, and unpacking those things because it's on the function of self was where those things happen. And that's where coaching comes in. Cause that's where things like strivings and things like behavior and things like salience become big parts of their function that only coaching can interact with because it's in an act, it's in a verb state. It's in an action state. Right. And so coaches are uniquely qualified to touch on that space because you can't do it from a training perspective because like training no. is just telling you what to do, telling you how to be. And that kind of creates the big problem that like many of our generations face. And that's why I think coaching particularly, especially in the affiliate becomes very valuable in the generations to come because it's the few places where you can touch on those things and you can affect and see people's defense mechanisms and actions like yeah why do you do that why are you cheating those reps why are you guarding like why yeah. are you doing that right? like you know and and then really the, the big piece of it is is helping people get to a point of self-awareness like i think one of the coolest things that happens in an affiliate is through the use of the methodology through the l1 kernel through the exposure of that curriculum is the exposure of so much behavior that people mm. become I am the reason I am the person I am today, 100%, is because of CrossFit. Not because Man. of the fitness, not because of the thrusters, yeah. not because of the burpees, but because every one of those reps and every one of those workouts made me ask a question of myself Who am I? Right? Like, mm. and in some days, I'm the guy who's short in reps. Some days, I'm the guy who doesn't want to squat below. Some days, I'm the guy who's just cherry pick this workout. Yeah. Why? Why do I want to? Why do I want to miss those workouts? And, and that's, in a, in, in, I think we get caught up in the minutia of what's the programming and what is the methodology. And that's, those things are important, but we overlook the value of things like make people set wags like you do and being like, yeah. who do you want to be? Who do you want to be in life? And then I'll deploy the tools of CrossFit to help you get there because we're going to use this as a tool to help you learn yourself every single day. <laughs> You're not going to like it most days, right? It's going to suck, but you've never finished a workout and not been like, fuck yeah, I did that. No, like, God, that's every so workout good. has been into that way. And like, I think 
we it gets cliche and i think we throw it around a lot but like the lessons and the magic of crossfit exists in these these small micro doses inside the ecosystem mm -hmm. that let us become more self-aware and you, you touched on a couple of things and we could literally have seven podcasts on this but you we might just on, do that gordon i'm just saying because you're hey, so handsome go. but you yeah. said like you said like people play characters and i'll challenge that thinking i think we choose to play characters because there's safety and security in that because if yeah. i choose to play a character there is acceptance from the ones around me and innately mm -hmm. we all want to be accepted and now through my own personal journey i'm realizing at 38 39 years old is like the more i can be my authentic self and not play a character, the more I'm going to have people who really want me to be in, in their lives. And there is so much freedom to walking into a room and being unashamed of how you are and how you present yourself. Right. So for a long time, I was told like, hey, you're you're too intense and you're too passionate. And so I would dim myself down for other people until I had someone tell me one day they said, hey, regardless of what room you walk into, walk in and be yourself. And there was so much freedom in being that. And so like, to your great point of like playing characters, I think some of us fall into that trap because there's safety and security. Because yeah. if I'm if I'm myself, what if I'm too much and let's say Lisa, right? What if I'm too much and Lisa doesn't like me? Well, then that's okay. Lisa doesn't have to like me because I wasn't created to be liked by everybody. And yeah. being secure in yourself, like to do that. But then to your point, as you talk about just being able to introspectively look like what a great challenge to everyone in the new year when was the last time you sat down just with yourself with no distractions and just said answer the question who am i and you don't apply it to any form of um title job organization just just you right mm. like I, I said this to um on the podcast so i said if a man came home to his wife and he said honey i i lost my job and he stripped away everything he could provide to that woman would she still love him? And to mm -hmm. me, that is another question because I think in society we have started to view men as their value is only sought after in what they provide, no longer as a human. And that's when you said, Tony, hey, we're humans. I think that's very missed out on. I think for men, for, for generations now, our value is caught up into what we provide. And if we don't provide, we have zero value, which is such a lie. Yeah, that, that character we put out in the world, I mean, it's really – that's your defense mechanisms and persona, right? I mean, yeah. that's and and it is the it's the, the mask we put on. Like home, I'm I'm this person, but as soon as I open that door, you know, yep. who do I need to be? And and a lot of that just comes from defense mechanisms, which you know we can dig into. But the point of of all these things, keeping with you know the Conti references here, but like the purpose of all things life, you know, mental health is peace, contentment, and delight, right? So like mm -hmm. keeping with the context of this this podcast, like we're building businesses, right? So you're building affiliates. The point of, of building and working on putting time and in, investing your energy, efforts, money, et cetera, into your affiliate is for the sole purpose of producing peace, contentment, mm -hmm. and delight for you mm -hmm. as an affiliate owner, Amen. as well as providing that value for other people or the capability of That piece though requires a big part of the missing conversation, which is what does that look like to you? Yeah. Because it's different for every single person. And this is, you know, back to the character conversation where it becomes so problematic in businesses that absent of, of digging into that part, there's a million people who will tell you what to do and what you should work on and what your business should look like and what you should be doing and what the metrics of success are and what are your best practices and all these things that you will be so busy with in in an attempt to try to meet these standards in, mm. in these check boxes mm. that 
you can get them all done and then ask yourself at the end, does it bring you peace, contentment, yep. or delight? And the answer is no fucking way. Yep. And that yep. that's why it has to start with figuring out who the person is. And that's why Fit Philly was built the way that it was. Is that like we don't care if you guys want to own an affiliate. Like we want you to be the world's best affiliate owners, not because you know the world's best affiliate owner practices. Yeah. It's because you are operating from the place of abundance and health and confidence and consistency and security so that you don't operate from the exact opposites, scarcity, insecurity, all the things that you see so commonly in this, this overwhelming void of, of, of doubt that exists inside the business landscape, all businesses, not just affiliates. Yeah. Every business owner will agree on one thing. I have no idea what I'm doing. Right, like <laughs> we think that everybody else though knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they they're don't. crushing it over there. What are they doing? They yeah. Must, yeah, they must get up and put their feet down differently than I do and know exactly <laughs> what they're going to do today. But they don't, right? And they they spend most of their day also in other industries wanting to burn this whole thing to the ground. Yep, being preyed on by everybody telling them what to do. But once you help people understand why you want to own this business, what it's going to provide for you and create for you, it doesn't matter what the business is. It'll make your life better. It just happens to be that owning a CrossFit affiliate is is uniquely valuable in two categories, and that it, it both provides uh, um, improvement in your in your vitality in terms of like your ability to be fitter. Because obviously, I assume you're getting fitter if you own an affiliate, although to be determined for some people. But also, you know, it, it also provides your ability to essentially create a better life, improve that quality of life, and and so. If you can have both the fitness and the freedom, which is what I think uniquely exists inside an affiliate landscape, then you can improve your vitality. But if you go into many other businesses, it's easy to develop freedom, but you have to go completely someplace else to work on that fitness because you can't have fitness without freedom or freedom without fitness because yeah. that's like that's like having a car with no wheels on it. And so How affiliates are cool for that reason. How different the ecosystem could be if we could start to resonate with affiliate owners that you open up your business to serve other people. However, being okay with finding delight, enjoying what you're doing. And let's be honest, making a living doing this and being okay with that. I, mm. I, I get burnt out sometimes on talking to affiliate owners who are like, you know, I just need to do everything for the community. I need to not pay myself. I need to just dump it all mm. into them. And I literally go, if you're not healthy and providing for yourself, your business is going to close. Mm. Well, yeah. well, I, well, I did this because I love people. Well, so did I. But you know what yeah. who become you know what comes before my community? My wife and my family. And if I mm. cannot provide for them, I cannot provide for you. And I think I remember having a conversation with an affiliate owner at one point, going, you know, you should find joy in this. And yes. they got really resentful at me about going, Well, it's not all, you know, <laughs> rainbows and unicorn farts, and it's not supposed to be. I said, No, 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 I'm not talking about fun. I'm talking about find the joy in what you do because there are people there who for that time they're with you, you are saving and changing their life literally like yes. you've got to get back to finding that joy or if you resent every single thing in that place then you need to close the doors now because this is going to yeah. you know suck your will to live and it's not going to serve those people in the way that you intended or think that you are if you can't allow yourself to experience that joy so you know it doesn't matter how hard things are or what the struggle is or whether people are complaining about the ply of the toilet paper or the music or how you write on the whiteboard, like, well, that shit. It's like find the joy in the moments of those connections. Otherwise, you will resent it and you will hate it. 
And, well, and the, you're right. If, you, if you're not giving back to yourself, you're like, this is just some big machine that just keeps taking, taking, taking. Mm. You know, I hate what I do every day. And this is the last thing I'll say before I jump off here. Um, but what if we ask that question, Lisa, in every aspect of our lives, right? Because mm. I think if, if we're being very honest with each other, when was the last time you asked, is my marriage bringing me joy? And really ask that question and don't just give the cookie cutter answer. Mm. Well, I love my wife. I didn't ask you that. Mm. When was the last time your yeah. spouse or that relationship brought you joy? Does your job bring you joy? Does your mm. current pace of life bring you joy? And what a what a missed opportunity we're asking ourselves. Because just to what you and I, Lisa, were talking about beforehand, but we started recording, the mm. freedom you have now, so many people, so many people would kill to have that, but they're too scared to ask themselves the questions you've asked. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. and it and it's a daunting thing too when people go, you know, and not feel like I have to say that I work 80 hours ago. Well, I do this, this, and this, and it's like. Is that all you do? And I feel like yep. you've got to fill that void. But now I'm like, yeah, that's that meets my lifestyle right now. And I have yep. peace and I'm living in a place that gives us great peace and joy yep. and can be present for people in my life like I've never been able to do before. So that's, yep. you know, being able to have those questions asked of you and you're not going to do it yourself. We don't call ourselves an own bullshit. That's the power of having a coach or somebody yep who will have those conversations with you because otherwise you'll just keep doing the things over and over because no one's looking in the mirror and that's the hardest thing in the world to do. So, and I do, I, I'm super conscious. I know you need to jump, jump off Gordon. So yep. thank you for your time today. I have zero doubts. We're going to have you back on to continue. That was awesome, man. Hell yeah. Because I think it was a powerful conversation. Dude. Yeah. So we, I, need to, I, I need to make sure I don't have a meeting after my conversation next yeah, time. Yeah. We usually we that's why we try to on the next it, meeting. So. Like I, I kind of call in on a podcast. Yeah, sorry, but <laughs> no. um, we will get you back. We'll post all your links to connect in the show notes. And um, thank you for your time and keep doing the work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you guys just for the open conversation. What a rarity to have the yeah. the conversation we just had. Like, how yeah. awesome was that? And I appreciate both y'all. I have more of them. So you go yeah. do what you got to do. Thanks for coming on, my my handsome friend. And uh, I'll talk to you. <laughs> Take, talk text to me later. later. Thanks. See you guys. All right. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Uh, perfect. He's gone. Good. Good chat. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please remember to like and subscribe on your favorite platform. And if you know an affiliate owner, a coach, or entrepreneur that would benefit from hearing our conversations, please share this with them. We love the feedback and support we have from you guys, our audience. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find all the useful links in the show notes. We would love to connect with you. Keep doing the great work.